What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian Osius. I'm here with Brooklyn. How you doing? What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm feeling good. You know, same old. That time change hurting. That time change hurt, bro. It is hurting. I right woke now. up this morning and I was not okay. Yeah. Moving up an hour. Hey, we got more sunlight, but it'll take a few days for, yeah. for sure. I'm, I'm cool on the sunlight. <laughs> we're we're reluc- recluses in our caves, so I understand. We're watching too much sports. but So we got a pretty loaded weekend for you guys. We had UFC. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the number. UFC 248. 248. Vegas. It was in Vegas, T-Mobile <laughs> Arena. Um, that was pretty interesting. The main card kind of sucked, but the fight before was electric. Yeah, the co-main event just should have been the main event. Yeah, that but, was actually wild. Yeah, Main event was just embarrassing. Uh, we'll get more into that in a second. We got XFL Week 5. Week 5 oh, of the XFL. Halfway through. Halfway through the first inaugural, re-inaugural season. <laughs> uh, a lot of confusion in that league besides the, the lone top team. And then we got just the best players in the NBA going at it this weekend. Yep. Talk about that. And March Madness is coming up. So we're going to get a little bit, get our feet wet in some some college hoops. But Before we get started with any of that, though. This is true. We had something happen last week. We had something big happen. Mm-hmm. What happened, bro? Well, just so happens, your favorite podcast, The Spectators, now has a website. Yes, sir. TheSpectatorSports.com. Go check it out. We got all the episodes on there, along with the 3D experience. We got some blogs on there written by our talented writers. Go check it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, TheSpectatorSports.com. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. We got blog posts on there, and there's going to be probably about one or so a week, you know, depending on what's going on. And we have a bunch of writers, so shout out to everybody who is um, contributing to the website. It really does mean a lot to us. And we're kind of happy we can work together in that regard. Uh, all the episodes of the spectators and the 3D pod or 3D experience. So shout out to Devin, Danny, and David. Uh, they're doing a great job over there. If you love soccer, go check them out. They're on the website. They're on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. So you know, check them out. Check us out as always. And but yeah, spectatorsports.com. Let us know what you think. Yeah, for sure. I love the website. I think it's awesome. Yeah, shout out Alejandro coming from the depths. Yeah, in the shadows. Alejandro, he's still with us. He's just lurking. He's mm-hmm. lurking. But we here, the big three here. Absolutely. So back into some UFC co-main event. Zhang Weili against Joanna Jajenka. Yeah, those those murder are some, the name. Those but are some names. You know what? Murder that, the that's names, what I'm here and they for. They murdered each other's faces. So. <laughs> oh man, this fight was nuts. This is like this fight reminded me of just two people who de- who like two girls who didn't know how to fight back in high school, and they're kind of just like swinging uh-huh. and swinging and without swinging. the hair grabbing, but just yeah, no hair swinging. grabbing. They were you know they were classy, uh, no hair grabbing, no weave got thrown out or anything like that. But they were just swinging the whole fight, bro. They were about that smoke. Standing and banging. Yeah, this was like a boxing match, really. Eyes closed, just swinging. And then that girl added like six inches to the side of her face by the end of the fight. Oh, she turned into Megamind, bro. Yeah, she that got... That forehead exploded. That concussion made that head swell up. Let me tell you that right but now. But shout out, she stood in there all five, and they were banging at it, bro. It was nuts. And this was... If there was a fight that I would say, hey... 
you should watch this and this will get you in the UFC. It would probably be this fight. Like this is one of like five. You would show this, then you would show one like ground fight, like more technical. But this is one that you show for just pure unadulterated fun. Yeah, this is one of the best fights I've seen in a while. Some people are saying it's the best like woman's fight ever. Some best ever. That that's up for debate. We gotta go into detail with yeah, that. Some saying fight of the year, but man, you can't knock what these two girls were doing. Yeah, they, they were, were coming banging. in like warriors. Banging. More warriors than our main event. Yeah, the yeah, it's kind of funny that the, you got real big contrast between the two fights. Main yeah. event, you got Yoel Romero, and I wish I could Israel Adesanya. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and pronounce these <laughs> names, but it went from just a, a bang slugfest, duke it out to a slow, slow Snail burn. Fest. You had a slugfest and then an actual slugfest, but in two different ways not, of it. Not the right way for the not one. the right slug, and. I don't know. Watching the second fight as a casual, I felt cheated. Uh, I I guess you know Adesanya 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 um, technically was the better fighter in this. I I don't really know. It, it didn't feel right seeing him keep his belt at the end of that. Um, but this fight was just so boring that it didn't really matter. It actually it wasn't boring because it was so not entertaining that I was having a blast. Yeah, we were going nuts. The first, like, minute 32 minutes and the last, like, five seconds of the fight were the highlights of the fight. Because to start this fight, Romero just decides his controller is going to die. <laughs> and he, he's just standing up. Just, he's standing upright. Not this moving up, Not moving. He's just kind of strafing and, like, rotating so he's still facing. Yeah, like, when the player on the game just like zones into the other player when they move that's yeah, all he was doing that's all he was and doing. then he was like 45 seconds he does a little uh a shimmy little with his feet a little shuffle cupid shuffle <laughs> and then he starts banging and well not really but trying yeah. to yeah um, like yeah, he tried here stuff. and there well not really even in the beginning like adesanya would try to come in but then he would just come with a quick counter and try to bang on him but that was barely even happening bro yeah, it was not, barely even happening. Not fun, but Adesanya keeps the belt, so shout out. Um, you know, he, he Romero took it relatively gracefully too. I don't know. Th- this fight was weird. Like I Romero was saying, like, "Oh, why are you running? Let's try to fight." That's fine, but Romero wasn't really pushing the issue to try to yeah. advance the fight it, to make it exactly. An you weren't fight. really chasing them; you were kind of just trailing them. Yeah, and even when he did push him. And ends up on the cage, starts pounding him, he backs off. Uh, that, Keep the pressure. The, the one, there was one point where Adesanya actually, like, turned around and ran. Yeah. And that was pretty, like... Like, remember when uh, Adesanya gets poked in the eye, and then right after... Romero got poked in the eye. I mean, yeah, Adesanya pokes Romero in the yeah. eye, my bad. And then Romero just tackles him right when they started back up. Why would, where was that? He all mad. That's what, especially at the end of the fight. Where was the smoke? You're all up in his face at the end of the fight. Where was that? Nah. Like, you're a dog. You're you're one of the feared fighters in the league. Go push him. Mm-mm-mm. Make him be scared. But it is what it is. Adesanya keeps the belt. And he wanted this fight to, like, solidify his greatness, calling out Romero, which people don't usually do. I can't really say this solidifies it. Like, nah, it, I mean, it was a, it's, it's a it was dub, a very but... technical win. Like, you got your points, you kept your distance, you won the fight those by the Bucks. Hits, those thigh hits. Yeah, yeah. He would. Those leg kicks were tough. 
But, I mean, it is what it is. He yeah. keeps it. Hopefully, the next UFC is a little bit better for our money. This will not uh, entice me to watch another one, I can tell you that. But UFC is entertaining enough as it is. So. Yeah, Khabib Ferguson's coming up, so hopefully that's something. We'll, we'll see. Press we'll conference, see. Khabib kicked uh, Ferguson's belt while I he was on the floor. I want to see him kick him in the jaw for the press conference, and then, yeah. you got, then you got me. But moving on to some fun XFL. Week 5. Uh, the only game that made sense this weekend, and it almost didn't make sense. It almost did not make sense. <laughs> uh, Seattle Dragons, Houston Roughnecks. Seattle going into Houston, and they were up 14-0 to start this game. And they were looking really, really good. Started out really strong. Um, I don't know what happened. Seattle just, like, sputtered completely on offense. And I think they probably got a little comfortable. Yeah, and they let the door open for P.J. Walker, who they tied it up at the half. And then the Dragons actually took the lead back to start the half, and then Houston kind of just did did it again. They're like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to score yeah. 20, <laughs> 22 more points, and you guys are going to lose by eight, and it's not going to look good. And Seattle was, on defense, they were making plays. They yeah. made uh, Houston turn the ball over the most times all year, three. Yeah, and the, the points don't really show it because their offense started giving the ball back a lot to Houston, mm-hmm. but... The, the, that Seattle def, defense is probably one of the better in the league. I'd give it to like them and like the defenders in St. Louis. Like those are probably like the three best defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the Vipers too. But Vipers got a good defense, but, but I mean, they, also they still let up, up a lot. Let up forty one this week, so it's like hard yeah. to back that up. I think. With Silver is gone, the Dragons are in a better position. Absolutely. BJ Daniels, he got something with that team. But he needs to just... He has something. I don't think he's the answer yet either, but it's also we're going into week six, so... You, know, you got to figure out your answer you, soon. You got to figure out an answer like now. Um, next game, we had the Guardians versus the Renegades. This was a just... Another interesting one. Yeah. These two teams, I have... I had coming in relatively similar in skill. I thought Dallas was better. Um, I guess not. Dallas is just, to me, Dallas is the most confusing team because when they're playing well and Cameron Artis, Cameron Artis Payne is rolling. Uh, Which they, he was great. not this week. But they're trying to be an air raid team with a quarterback who can't particularly throw and a coach who's not... I don't know. I, I just don't know what to think about this team. <laughs> yeah, Landry Jones is gone again, so they come in with the backup. He puts up 200, but just sloppy. More, more sloppy football. And a lot of that was, like, dumpster, you know, yeah. yards that don't matter at the end of the game type of thing. Um, the Guardians didn't impress me here either. They just kind of, one of these teams kind of had the win. Well, the, what happened was they both started out slow, but then out of nowhere, New York just comes with some quick touchdowns, like two back-to-back. They get a pick six and whatever, but you see Dallas come with a kickoff return. We don't get many of them, but they're pretty when it happens. We get a kickoff return from them, and then that was pretty much it. They just stall out after that. We don't get much. and Again, just you you don't really know what to take away I have no idea what to take away from this game at all. (laughs) The the next two games, I don't know what to take away from either. Uh, We got 
Game three was St. Louis at DC. The beer snake. Yeah, the only thing I took away from this game is the beer snake is here to stay, and it's electric. It's the best thing in sports. <laughs> um, who's to say about that? But it's the best thing in the XFL. Um, it's pretty fun. I, I hope it's not just a DC thing like towards the end of the season. But if it is, that's a cool little tradition they started. Yeah. If it's not, and it's just an XFL thing, then that's kind of sick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this, this I thought St. Louis was amazing. Or, or not amazing, but, you know, I thought they were a dangerous team. And then they go into D.C., who just had two awful weeks. Just terrible. On the road. But when they come yeah. back home, home sweet home. I guess once that beer snake comes out, they're just, like, amped up. Yeah, play. it does something to them. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, you know what? Maybe it's also the fact that Cardale didn't play. That's a big fact. And they, they stopped trying to him. throw the ball as much, and they started running it, and then they ran up for 200 yards. I think when you run for 200, you're going to win a game. Yeah. But, I mean, scoring 15 and and winning is not super impressive to me, especially at home. I think it's more impressive that they held St. Louis to six. Um, Tamu just didn't have the game we thought he was yeah and Tamu usually does whatever he wants yeah not not that, today that wasn't the case at and, all and Tamu um he was probably in this the one two conversation for MVP I think after this week it's pretty apparent that it's a one runaway train for MVP with PJ Walker absolutely uh so PJ's shout out to him that's pretty much just locked up so. he's an animal unless somebody just comes out for the next couple weeks and goes nuts which Shout out. They could. <laughs> but um, the thing with St. Louis that game, they they couldn't convert. Big situations, they couldn't convert. You need to get those extra downs. Terrible in the red it. zone. Fourth down, couldn't make it happen. It's tough. It's tough. So, D.C. pulls out the win. Game game four of the weekend. This was the the late game. This yeah. this one started at nine. Eastern, on the East, yeah. East they were in L.A. In LA which is, that's late. Mm-hmm. This game ended. Shootout. Yeah. Absolute shootout. It was a here. shootout. Which I didn't quite expect, but it it was kind of fun. I kind of expected because these two are two of the most high-powered offenses in the league. Not the best, but two of the most high-powered. Because throughout the year, well, with the Wildcats when Josh took over, they started getting better. But the Vipers, all year, they've been putting up yards. They just can't make it happen. But these two offenses are dangerous. So shootout with both of them. Goes nuts. Tampa started out hot. They started out really yeah, hot. Tampa, Tampa could have just held this game and kind of controlled it. And they really just let the Wildcats kind of creep and creep and stay around and linger around. And they lingered for a little bit too long. Yeah. You know. But Wildcats win 41-34. Josh Johnson was yelling at his coach during this game. Um in between all the touchdowns that were getting thrown and all the picks that were getting... Fi- I mean, this was just a sloppy yet electric game. Like, if you yeah. just like excitement, this was a really good game. Yeah, this was cool. Because you get, like, 20 points from uh, the Vipers. Wildcats come back with it. And then Wildcats start taking off. They get to about close to 40. Then Tampa's coming back with it. And again, in true Tampa Bay football fashion. Picks. Interceptions. Pick so, to end the game. They're in the red zone. Works. They're in the red zone. 30 seconds left. Guy's right there. You got two people. Throws it right to the defender in the back. Winston of that. really just lives here. 
in spirit. Yeah. It's crazy. So just re-sign Jameis because it doesn't matter who they bring. <laughs> it just don't matter. So we feel for you, Tampa fans. Yeah, we feel for that's you. That's tough. It's tough. I don't know what to take from this game either. No. So, again, the only game that I have a takeaway from is Houston is just the best team. But Houston's very beatable, though, if you could play a clean game. They've been they've came close to losing a lot of times. And that's what good teams do. They pull it out. They pull but out weird wins, yeah. the bad teams are also shooting themselves in the foot and not letting Houston beat them. They're beating themselves. So if you can get a team to run into Houston and actually play a solid game, you don't even got to play perfect because teams aren't playing perfect when they play They're Houston. Not. But late game, fourth quarter, that's when they get shot in the foot. And, well, it happens. You lose a game. So we got five more weeks. See how the playoff picture is shaping up. Four teams are going to make the playoffs. And who knows? Who's who knows? Gonna, that's, that's just a mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Houston's in. Um, I'm, they probably clinched already or will next week, which is kind of Next wild. week they will, probably. Um, I yeah, mean, they, I, could, they could lose the next five. Who yeah, knows? They could. <laughs> they could. I, just, I don't know. This league is interesting to me because I thought we were getting an idea of who's good, and we just don't. Just not. At all. At all. But shout out, though. Shout out. And another thing that happened this weekend, the king, LeBron James. Le king. He was getting his crown put back on him, Mr. Kyle Kuzma. Uh, probably trying to save himself a spot, but, you know. Well, yeah, he's, try, he's trying to keep a roster spot for next season. <laughs> hey, Braun, take your crown please, here. Please, Boom. please, please. I love you, LeBron. But, yeah, uh, oh. LeBron just kind of came into this weekend with not a, a lot on the line. But it was a big weekend. Not a lot on the line, but a lot on the line at the same time. Yeah, like it's regular season. It's it's early March. But, but you're playing two of the best teams in the league. The two best teams besides yourself. Yeah. Realistically. So you got something to prove. And it's not just that it's the two best teams. You're playing the other LA team with the other best player in the world, Kawhi Leonard. And then you're playing reigning MVP guy leading the charge in the East, Giannis, who is just taking the league and doing what he wants. Who tried to crown himself yeah, last he time tried, he played. He tried. Um, and, you know, if LeBron loses both of these games but has good games, maybe there's not a lot to be said. But there is some panic in Laker world. But they, co- they come into these games, and they were both home games. Or, kind of. They were both home games, essentially. Both the one games. against the Clippers was away, but yeah. They were okay, home. But who cares? <laughs> um you know, they play the Bucks at home, who they beat them in Milwaukee. So now they come back, trying mm-hmm. even the, the season split. And LeBron just thoroughly outplays Giannis. Like, the points and all that, they're they're similar. The, the shot percentage is similar. If you watch this game, LeBron was in full dominated. control. Dominated. Whenever LeBron was on Giannis or whenever Giannis was on LeBron, it was always LeBron winning. Yep. And he was just, he literally was just, like, having his way. He really was. And, you know, uh, there's there's all these people saying, like, man, this guy's 35. Man, this guy's 35. And it's not so much that he's, like, old and he's still good. It's the fact that we've probably never seen a guy his age in, like, this much of an athlete-driven sport. You have to be an athlete to be mm-hmm. in the NFL. Or an NBA, NFL, too. But <laughs> every, every sport. But at his age, still just so physically better than everybody else that's why it is the case that 
he's old and he's doing this it's, because you get a 35 year old that's still the best player in the league yeah like yeah people crazy. have their moments that all right wow this guy's really good he could be the best player in the league yeah but so your role lebron's still here like LeBron's people try here. to like not take that into account and and you know we we really like living in the moment and which is a guy fine. has a good month two months good little stretch shooting the ball shout out and we're just like, man, this guy's maybe the best in the league. And they're they're not unfair assumptions. Like Giannis yeah. is the reigning MVP, uh, best team in the East the last two seasons, and he's dominating, and he keeps yeah. getting better. But I mean, he's in his prime, like still getting to his peak, but he's in his prime. And LeBron's thirty five, like on the the quote unquote decline. I don't know. How- I don't even know if it's a decline. I I think it's just like it's a nice he's on a plateau. plane right yeah, now. It's a yeah. nice little plateau. Um, he's really not. Honestly, he's still getting better. I mean, you yeah. see how confident he is shooting the three now, which was never the case. No. Um, he's not just recklessly going into the paint shooting the ball. He's he's very like meticulous and methodical mm-hmm. with what he's doing now. Uh, turns it over a lot less than he used to. The only thing he's just not great at is still foul shooting, which is the most bizarre. LeBron thing probably the has the most free throw routines of anybody in NBA history. Yeah, I swear, every like seven weeks, this man got a different free throw. Trying routine. to figure it out. I feel it. Get it done. Go ahead. But Go ahead, man, man, yeah, it, <laughs> something gotta give. It's bro. wild. And then it kind of sucks too because Giannis gets hurt in this game. Um, yeah. He still played throughout the entire game, but afterwards he kind of got evaluated. He could be out for at least two games, maybe more. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Bucks if this is something bad. Yeah, I mean, the first game they played without Giannis after this Lakers game, it, they lose. And you Yeah, know, what it is is a minor joint capsule sprain of the whatever knee. Whatever that means. Yeah, who, who knows? Hopefully it's not bad. They say... They'll be updated next week. So we see what happens with that. But man, can Middleton lead this team? I think they I think he'll be they'll be fine. They're still gonna win the East like outright. I mean yeah, they'll regular win the season. East. Um and even let's just say they have to go uh play a playoff game without or a series without Giannis. I'm not particularly worried about Orlando or Brooklyn to upset them. Uh, just because I they're just better. They're just still better, even without Giannis. Because um, Middleton's better than like their whole rosters combined, essentially. Middleton in this game against the Lakers only had 12. Yeah. So, for a whole series, will the Bucks be able to... I think I think they'll be fine in like a 1-8 situation. After that... I think they sad. give whoever they're playing probably two. If they're really playing bad and whoever they're playing is just playing out of their mind, maybe three. I still see them getting out of the first round, though. But it's going to be tough. I But that's a lot of ifs. I think Giannis will be fine health-wise. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. But another guy who is finally healthy. Uh, we got to see his season debut. Mr. Steph Curry. Yes, sir. Uh, he, got a, he got to come back, play against the Raptors, reigning champs. Back in uh, no longer Oakland, but San Francisco, it just was this Steph's first game in this new building. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, Chase Center debut, and he has a pretty decent game. I mean, he was very clearly rusty to start it. He wasn't particularly shooting great. Uh, 
you know, trying to get his feet wet a little bit. Which but he ended fine. with 24. They do lose this game because uh, Norman Powell apparently wants to be really <laughs> be a stud now. <laughs> uh, which is crazy about the Raptors that they're, they're very, like, next man up, but nobody's getting hurt. It's just like, hey, it's your turn. You can go off today. Yeah. So Norman will go off tomorrow. Uh, Kyle will go for a triple-double on Wednesday, Siakam, Siakam will go for like forty-two. Yeah, Siakam Friday. is an it's, animal, bro. I, this, this team is very, uh, very well put together, and they just like each other so much and have so much chemistry that it works. It shouldn't work, but it works. Shout out to Ujiri for putting this team together. Yeah, and shout out to Ujiri for staying and wanting to see this through. I think I I really like him for that, and this team could potentially go pretty far again especially if Giannis is hurt and we'll see if like somebody decides like hey maybe I want to play in Toronto because this team is disgusting yeah imagine if you get like a lower end superstar that's just like yeah that could be kind of cool yeah and they they have plenty of money to give around Uh, I don't know who exactly yeah but could be kind of cool definitely um Kawhi Leonard lost the Battle of L.A., but I do think the Clippers are still more dangerous come playoff time. Than the yeah, because that defense with the Clippers, that's going to hold some weight when it gets down to crunch time. And I also think it's important that they have multiple guys. They have at least four I can think of that if you give them the ball, they can create a shot. And that's really important to come to playoffs because yeah. say Paul George does a Paul George and forgets how to play in the playoffs again. <laughs> then, you know, maybe Marcus Morris can pick it up or, you know, Lou Will, Kawhi, of course. They have some guys that can get it done. They definitely do. And with a defense as stout as theirs, I'm not worried about them at all. They've been playing really well up until this Lakers game where they just didn't play well at all. Uh Playoff P came out a little bit early, too. He only had two shots in the fourth quarter with, like, a turnover or two. You're not going to beat the Lakers doing that. No, not at all. Guy playing the best in this game is shooting twice in the fourth quarter. It's just not not how you win games. No, not at all. Also not how you win games. Houston Rockets. Oh. You got to shoot the ball. And you got to make some (laughs) shots. You got to make some shots. It's tough. They were the... I, they were the three seed coming into this weekend or this week, and now they're the four, the six mm. on a four game losing streak, losing to the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Magic in that streak. They mm. lost to the Clippers too. That's fair. That's they're fair. right there to be close to seven if they keep this up, and Dallas ends up picking up these two games on them. Yeah, and you know I, I'm assuming that Houston bounces back and the shooting turns around. But this is the downside of the small ball. Yeah. When the, and it's the when risk the shots, you gotta take. When the shots don't go down, you know, last week we saw they were on a six game win streak. Now they're on a four game lo- or lose, losing streak. Like yeah. it, it comes at you that quick. Life hits hard. Yeah. It hits hard and it hits just stout. And, yeah. And it does not care that you want to win a It's going to be really, really dangerous for them in the playoffs once again if something like this carries on and I don't know how much it will because again they have one of the best scorers of all time and they have Russ who's been playing out of his mind not in this stretch but for the season as a whole uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be alright 
they'll be alright. But right now, I'd be a little bit worried if you're playing small ball and it's not working like this. Yeah, because they started out hot with it. Started out really hot mm-hmm. with it. It looked like a genius move to start, and it, you know. I mean, it definitely still could be, but time will tell. We just haven't seen a small ball team ever really be like this. Like We've never seen them reach the pinnacle of success. Because even the Warriors, when they were at their peak, they had the two best shooters of all time, but they always had to go make sure they had a, a Looney um, and Andrew Bogut. They, they had to have these guys, yeah. uh, Zaza, Pachulia. Like, without those big men, um, their runs would have not probably gone as smoothly. They might have still won. Yeah, you got to have somebody to hold down the fort, down in the paint. You have to. Even, I mean, even in their case, even if somebody comes off the bench, and I mean, you got Chandler, but he's not it, really. is that nah, he's not what really. you want to hold on to? No. Nah. I don't think so. So, it's gonna. they're in a tight spot right now. They're in a tight spot, and Dallas is, you know, I don't know if they're actually a good team. I don't know if Luka's just nuts. I, I really don't know. Luka's nuts. Porzingis is playing better. Yeah, he's actually learning how to play again, which, I mean, it takes a while to come back from an injury, so mm-hmm. that's nice that he's finally then you finding still, his footing. You still got OKC balling, and it's pretty funny that OKC is now ahead of them in standing. It's insane that OKC <laughs> is a game up on you. Like, that's just wild to me. Chris Paul, we talked about it last week. Chris yeah. Paul is having such a good, it doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. At all. Shout out, CP. Big and, shout out. Because he's getting the most out of these young guys. I think that's the most important thing. Like, Shy Gillis Alexander is striving right now. Absolutely. While playing with CP on the court. Absolutely. You know, and they have some young guys. I don't really know how many of them are, like, mainstays on this team. I don't know if they wind up wanting to keep Steven Adams. But, you know, Shy Gillis Alexander and Danilo. Danilo Gallinari might be... The most underappreciated player of the decade. Of the decade. Of the decade. I think, you know, not that he's been great. I mean, it's not winning championships or anything. But he has been a legitimate starter in the NBA since before he got traded for Carmelo. (laughs) He's been a legitimate starter who can shoot a, a good clip, create shots, play good defense. Every team he's been on, he's made a little bit better. Yeah, that's facts. And, I mean, this year he's almost averaging 20 a game. Yeah, he's always been solid. That's what I'm saying. He might be one of the most underappreciated guys. Because, you know, you would get traded Danilo Gallinari, and you're like, why? And then he plays, and you're like, oh, this guy kind of balls out a little bit. Yeah. If if he wasn't the best player on this roster, maybe we'd be pretty good. And the Heat wanted been... to pick him up, too. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the way it's felt with him his whole career. It's like, oh, he's on the Nuggets. He's the best guy on this team, besides, like, Wilson Chandler. That's why they're not particularly great. Uh, now he's off that team, and now he's the best player on this Clippers team, or not Clippers, uh, OKC team. Him and Chris Paul, but you know. And Gallinari's kind of like what Chandler Parsons wishes he was. <laughs> if Chandler Parsons turned out to be Gallinari, that would have been exactly what he wanted. Yeah, I feel pretty bad for Chandler Parsons. Yeah, he's just not catching a break at all. <laughs> but do I feel bad with all that money? Who's no. Mad? 
nah, no. nah. But I love that he got a lot of hate for like, dude, how are you taking this? What do you mean, how are you taking this money? Like, it's not his fault. He's exactly. Hurt. Like, somebody's going to offer you all that money. Nah, I he's, don't deserve he's it. He's not, like, jumping down <laughs> the stairs to get hurt. Like, he's not. He's not like, actually... I don't deserve it. I don't want that money. Keep no, it. No. <laughs> You're he, taking it every time. Yeah, he worked hard to, like, get that point. Um, yeah, and shout out. Shout out. It sucks for whoever's paying him. I don't even know who's paying him. Memphis, maybe? I think it's Memphis um, that was giving him all this money. It's not like they have anybody else they're giving money to so they're just like yeah whatever we'll eat it yeah um i think they got like given a draft pick or two to take that money so that may or may not, i don't know who it turned out to be maybe a dylan brooks or one of those guys but if it did then shout out because that's kind of working out. it's gonna eventually be jaw but yeah. we'll get there when we get there <laughs> oh jaw's fun i like him i love all the young guys in this league right now jaw zion trey young Luca, Luca. Like we could have Jason this conversation Tatum. every single week about just the young players because they're so fun. Yeah, they're so fun, and they're they're very clearly on the way to like running the league. Mm-hmm. And they're not there yet because LeBron is still the best player in the league. Yeah, you got LeBron, you got Giannis, you got Harden, you got KD. Like those, those like are... when I think we're all forgetting that KD is the second best player in the world. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> It's easy to forget when he doesn't play, and then he yeah. did the whole cheap move and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, come on. Come it on. is what it's it K- is. It's KD. But still one of the most, most lethal scorers in NBA history. So yeah. I'm excited for him to be back. Uh, who are you telling? <laughs> I'm excited for him to be back. Him, Kyrie together. Oh, mm. I don't think it does much, but It's we'll going to turn into a Brooklyn Nets episode. It's Let me gonna, stop. It's going <laughs> to turn into a Paul Pierce, Darren Williams episode. Hey, you know what? We strive from it. It's okay. That's what it's going to turn into. Uh, <laughs> I can't. That just, oh, man. That's the worst trade in sports history. That's what's crazy. And the the even crazier thing about it is that the Celtics fleeced the daylights out of the Nets. And then next year when the Nets are healthy, the Nets are just a better team already. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. It is what it is. It's just crazy to me. <laughs> That's just how like we've been saying Danny Ainge is a genius for like eight years and I have not seen him win more than two playoff series. <laughs> just just proves like that. he gets good players, but what what's that worth if nothing really comes from it? Is there is Brad Stevens actually a good coach? I don't know. I don't know either. He's a great college coach. Shout yeah. out to Butler. But is he actually good? I don't know. Let us know what you think. Is Brad Stevens good? Also, is Brett Brown an idiot? I know that's completely un- unrelated, <laughs> but Brett Brown's a piece of garbage, Coach. <laughs> I don't know what you made. Yeah, Brett Brown. How is he not fired yet? How does he have a what job? What do the Sixers have going on right now? Still sixth. They got pretty pretty decent lead above seven and eight. They're just the worst of the good teams. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going on with Embiid. We don't know what's going on with Simmons. And they can't win on the road. No. So. (laughs) (laughs) They're 5-5 in their last 10. You suck, Brett Brown. That's that's all I have to say about you. Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) But kind of bouncing off um, the Brad Stevens and Butler train, we got March Madness coming up. Mm -hmm. You know, Butler made their final four runs and all that stuff. 
And this year, no number one team has been safe. You've seen a lot of, like, upsets, unranked teams going into Louisville and going into Kentucky, just beating teams they shouldn't beat. They have no business beating. You gotta love the random buzzer beaters. You gotta love the random buzzer beaters. I mean, Duke losing, um, Clemson beating FSU on a buzzer beater the other week, um, this this season's just been absolutely nuts for college basketball, mostly because just there's been no standouts. I mean, Baylor and Kansas have been great all season, mm-hmm. but even they've had their little falters. But can't to me, Kansas is the only team that I trust right now. I mean, their their only losses are to to Baylor and to Duke. So I'm I'm that's the team that I'm taking. But I always say Kansas is going to win, and they don't. And I Duke, do this every Duke year. obviously has to bounce back from losing all their top players from last year, so they're not. But it's it's always easier when you are Duke, and you, it's definitely easier. You get the number one recruiting class every year. Yeah, it's it's easy that way, you know. It's easy, but I'm excited because this year is not blue blood centric. Kansas is at the top, and you know Kentucky and Duke. I don't know if you count Villanova as a blue blood. Probably not. Um, Kentucky and Duke are there. They're like a low tier of it. But, I mean, you got Dayton in there. You got Creighton. Yeah, you have you have a lot of mid-major teams. I don't know if they're considered mid-major. I think so. But mid-major teams. So, you got San Diego State, Creighton, Gonzaga, Dayton. All playing really good basketball right now. Even mm-hmm. BYU is having a good year. Um, a, a surprise team like Illinois. Uh, they're having a great year. Previously mentioned Butler is playing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of not tra- – I mean, they're traditionally good. These are all basketball schools for sure. Yeah. But, you know, they're usually like floating more around, what, four to six seeds come to tournament. Mm-hmm. And now you got Creighton coming in probably as a two if they win their their conference. San Diego State potentially coming in at a one seed, which that's amazing to me. Yeah, um, they came out of nowhere. Florida State is battling for a one seed. I didn't think I'd be saying that in basketball, <laughs> which, shout out. Um, Dayton, I love what Dayton's been able to do with their program. They made a miraculous Cinderella run of, that's like a like a decade ago almost. Something um, like that. And ever since that run, they've been able to just get like these guys that fit their program perfectly. And just, they win and they win. And even when they're not like the best team in their conference, or usually they are, but sometimes they'll have like eight, nine, ten lost seasons. This is not a team that you want to see in the first or second round ever. Yeah, not at all. And now that they're like good and they have like the most talent they've had in a long time, you it'll be cool to see what they can do. Exactly. I'm really excited for that. Uh, Gonzaga. I mean, they've been the pinnacle of winning for the the last six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Few's done a great job with that program. I'm just really excited. To, so we have championship week coming up. Uh, that'll be over Sunday afternoon. Selection Sunday is happening. This Sunday, the, the 15th. And the tournament starts next Thursday, March 17th, I want to say. The first round, round of 64. And I'm just, I'm just so excited. Yeah, March Madness is always fun, man. This is like my favorite part of the year. Because it's just non-stop. And every game is so exciting, and like, will Duke lose to a like a, a 
what 15 seed again that's the thing um, whether you like you really really follow college basketball throughout the season once you matter. get to march madness all that everything out, out the, the table window. man it's all thrown out the window i mean umbc beat virginia and then virginia comes back and wins it all like what yeah just wild it's fun it's so fun um so if you want to join in on the fun we're going to be having a spectators giveaway type of march madness bracket if you get the March Madness Tournament Challenge app, we're going to be tweeting out a link and posting it on all of our socials. It'll be on the website, I'm sure. Uh, if you join a group, make sure you use your Twitter handle like as your team name. So for me, at Julian Cut, that'll be my team name. And if you win the bracket and you meet the requirements, you got to follow us, follow 3D Experience, and you have that at name you got a chance to win some. We're not sure what. Well, we're working on that. We're working but. on that. But we definitely want to have a little bit of fun with you guys, a little bit of interaction. And March Madness is just a perfect time Absolutely, for man. And it's cool to see, like, who could try to figure out a bracket. Yeah, because this year is just a lot. <laughs> like, th- this year more than others is going to be a lot of very odd Elite Eights. Just, yeah. You're going to see just... You look through all the brackets, and you know you're gonna have like ten seeds and stuff. And I'm just really excited for that. I want to see who's gonna be like the Cinderella this season. I don't know who it could be. I have no idea, honestly. Because Cinderella, you're thinking they're not really like a like a ranked team. Mm-hmm. But if I'm taking one that is ranked, I'm going with Auburn. Uh, they were Final Four last year, and I I, I don't know something about them. Something about them for me at least. Not to win at all, but like Elite Eight, Final Four. Just like show up. Yeah, like, have a really good tournament. Gotcha. But that's for me, at least. I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know you haven't been following this too much. Yeah. So if I throw one out, it's just somebody random. That's fine. That's all it takes. But I'm going to go, go Michigan State. Michigan State, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Tom Izzo finally mm-hmm. bringing the, the, the ship, right in the ship. Okay. No, I'm going I'm to go Michigan State. Alright, I like it. I like it. So again, we got the tournament challenge coming out for you guys. We're going to tweet that out on all of our socials. Uh, Stay tuned on that. We'll tweet out the details again if you didn't catch it here. Again, make sure to check out our brand new website, thespectatorsports.com. That is thespectatorsports.com. All our podcast episodes, blog posts from all the writers that we have. Not just me in Brooklyn, but we have a bunch of other guys like August Howell who's on there now. One Kale Newton who is looming in the future, and, and, a, and, and a more, few to, come. more and to come. So we're excited for you to read those. Uh, it's actually some really good content there, so check yeah. that out for sure. And yeah, make sure you listen to us. Stay tuned. All the good stuff. Later, everybody. See you. See you next week.